Tell me again why we have to learn a new map. Why do I have eight days to play in Verdansk? We're headed to the South Pacific, David. Which which game is that? Ver- Vanguard? Vanguard. Mm. Well, is it? It's just Warzone. It just a new map. I don't know yeah. the difference. What do I need to do to be prepared? Do I have to buy a game? No. Okay. Uh, okay. Just you keep... probably should start downloading now, knowing your uh, freeze-out internet situation. Dave, just keep That's, that. That was a thing of the past. Keep that Thule on you, man. You're asking me to keep a loaded weapon on me, on my person. Virtually speaking, but yes. Um, So I was looking at the rundown before we uh, got into it, and there's one thing that didn't make it on there, and I feel like um, one of us should have put it on there. And it's a little bit puzzling, to be be quite honest. Um, I don't know if you saw this. The University of Texas defeats, defeated Kansas State at home. Man. Uh, not quite bowl eligible. Texas is um, but I just, right now. I've got a question for you, Dylan. It's a great time to be a Dylan, Texas fan. Dylan, What's shut up? up and answer the question. Is Texas back? Uh, a, let's see. A winning streak. Uh, their rival up north is in total disarray, losing recruits, losing their head coach. Uh, Texas is back, confirmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Texas is back. Safety Texas is back. Too much dip is back. I'm Dave. Monday. The Monday after Thanksgiving, man. It's going to be a good one. A lot lot to get. It's called a winning streak. Do you even want to be around anymore? Be honest. I know I do. Either of y'all? There's so much more to live for now. KJ's here. He's in person with his too much dip. He's doing it for Dippy. Uh, this is Dippy in public, confirmed. It ain't that new Dippy, though. Dude, I need that shirt. It's that color shirt. is Great. Lit. I'm the only one. You know what? Can we still buy that one? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Probably nice. uh, on clearance. Not clearance. We, what's, the, what's the better word so it doesn't oh, sound like we have sale? Clarence. Sale. We're cybering. Everything must go. Clay. Yeah, this is a sports pod. Too much dip. That's KJ. He's here. Back up in the building. The voice you heard earlier is tech. Earlier is uh, it's Dylan. Dylan Shivery. Hey. Yes. Really good intro. I am here. He gave us the extended hey. Happy to be here, more importantly. A lot of good stuff popping right now. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. College football, man, so much. I have a I, question uh, real quick. Uh, go ahead. Dylan, how do you think the Acho brothers are handling <laughs> all the news that's going on right now in the sports world? I try to ignore the Acho brothers. Why? Um, I was out on the Acho brothers. Actually, Sam is okay. I don't, I don't mind Sam. Um, Emmanuel, I was out on him before he did his video at his new house in L.A. That was the most cringy thing I've ever seen. What was so cringy about it? Well, Dave, um, he was sitting next to his pool at a at a house that he just purchased. And he goes, and he, this is what he said. He goes, I didn't know what to do for my birthday. Gets up, slowly starts to walk toward the edge of his pool where you can see L.A., nice view. And he said... So I decided to buy myself a house. Cool, dude. <laughs> That's a real. Co- what is it a commercial for? It's not a commercial. It's just him oh. saying, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just, just a, a video. Oh, he just posted this. Yeah. Letting us know that he bought a new house for himself for his birthday. Okay. Um, you're about to to buy a house. You're closing. Are you going to do the same? You know what? 
Yeah. I might now. I will like and subscribe if you post that. KJ, you are uh, in a similar situation, just on the other side of the deal. Are you going to do a post? Yeah, I'm on the front end of uh, this human centipede of real Ugh. estate. Like, Okay. That's I, a, I'm, wait. I guess maybe I'm on the back end. I, I don't know. Which in the in the in the world of of uh, housing transactions is the buyer or the seller eating ass? I think I'm the buyer right now. So, or I guess I'm the seller. So I'm getting ready to put my house in the market. Is what we're trying to say here. Buyers are the ones getting killed right now. I got bad news. What? That shirt's sold out. How about this, people? If you want this very shirt, all you have to do is purchase my home, and I will give you the shirt for free. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's a hell of a deal. Hey, the shirt conveys with the house is what he said. Exactly. If you go to washedmedia.shop right now, we've got some stuff. If you are if you're serious about this podcast and you're serious about doing it for Dippy, which I think we all are, you can buy the Dippy Grand Prix long sleeve. It's a long sleeve tee. You may have seen it prominently featured on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The front features the too much dip chip that has too much dip on it. The back, however, is where the money is made. As we have uh, the aforementioned Dippy driving what appears to be a Formula One vehicle that emits queso. Jeez. Yeah, he's tearing ass through queso, looks like. Is he driving through it or is it emitting queso? We never really. I I thought he was skidding through queso. Either way, you got to love the amount of queso going on there. It's too much queso. It looks like he's driving through um, a. A puddle of queso, mm. if you will. That's like that's that popular late '90s, early 2000s band, Puddle of Queso. Yeah, they're really good. They had a couple hits. They were okay. Um, I saw them once open for Deftones at Fair Park. Not a good show. Um, were you there? I wasn't there, but my entire recently listened to uh, list would include quite a bit of White Pony. <laughs> from earlier on the ride down. White Pony's a great album. Uh, kind of makes you feel yeah. weird. It's a great day. Great day. Uh, let's let's uh, let's do those sports. Or what are we doing here? Uh, tell the people to go to the store. You already did this. Go to washmedia.shop, buy some shit. Post, if, you're, if you're a lady, if you're a fella, post photos of you wearing it. And we'll post them on the, on the Instagram. What's the Instagram? At too much dip. Is that two Ps? Somebody, somebody cut my copy here. Too much dip on Instagram. Check it out. Um, I guess we could get to um, college football, unless you guys want to go back and talk Verdansk again. Nothing really no. happened. We can just skip it. I, I'm Texas gets a big dub. <laughs> Does that make? How do you feel as a Texas fan? The Texas fan, the internet's own Texas fan. When people think of Texas, they think of the Achos. They think of Dorn. No. How I does it make know. you feel that they're not? <laughs> they're not. You're not bowl eligible. Um. Yet. Yeah. Good or bad? Fine. Fine. I mean, I, it's a lukewarm I, this, take. This is the kind of season you just you want it to just put it behind you as soon as possible. I think um, it does feel somewhat good to get a, a win against uh, Kansas State, who was not exactly a good football team, but it's good to get, to get a win. Uh, the last game of the season, considering what this team has been through, let's get a little bit of positive momentum going Come. into the off season. Um, Dylan, please. that's the last we're going to talk about Texas. Yeah. <laughs> David, I asked I'm you. I'm totally okay with that, man. I, I promise. One you. One question to cap the Texas talk until we either get an answer on this question, um, you know, on how it turns out, or uh, they're included in the future coaching carousel. Will the special teams coach whose monkey bit a child be back next year? Yes or no? 
I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> He's the best coach on staff. He did nothing wrong. The special teams uh, okay. for the Longhorns, pretty damn good. Blocking punts. Blocking punts. Pump blocking machine, man. Uh, so, yeah, I hope so, So, I understand. Twitter went off yesterday. Today, yesterday was a top five. What happened? Wow. Top five Twitter day of the year, if you are in the sports world, and we are. We're sports media. We do sports. And um, something that we all thought was going to happen. Okay, I thought it was going to happen. I, in fact, I was very close to tweeting a done deal. Lincoln Riley leaving OU for LSU. Mm-hmm. The smoke was there. I had people, a guy in my DMs who was providing me with some fairly concrete evidence mm-hmm. that this was done. Riley's calling recruits on behalf of LSU. Uh, and I was, I was looking into it. The names the guy was dropping were, were recruits. Like, these are legit. So I don't think this guy was pulling one over on me. I think, I think this guy got some bad intel. But I think we might find out. I would not be surprised to find out that he did have a verbal with LSU. None of it made sense to me. I mean, I, I, I've been having fun with it. Like, oh, yeah, Lincoln and Riley's going to LSU. But none of it made sense to me because of the season OU was having and that they were likely going to be playing for a Big 12 championship and a very outside shot at a playoff berth. Um, and none of it made sense to me timeline-wise. Um, but – I don't know. I mean, this if if he were to leave, LSU made sense, obviously. I mean that we had like the flight tracking situation going down. I it, still thought there was no chance now he was leaving OU this year. As far as between LSU and USC, which job makes more sense? I mean, we don't know what's in his head. We don't know what makes him happy or whatever. But does it make a lot of sense to go to LSU when the program you're leaving is going to the same conference and you're bringing a really good program? to the SEC, or go to USC that has no connection to, to the SEC, obviously, no connection to OU, more importantly, um, and just start from scratch. Like, they haven't had when, – when, when did USC fire their coach? September? They've been without a coach for months. Uh, week six, Clay Helton was fired, I believe. I think if, if Lincoln Riley had gone to LSU, considering – and, of course, California, Southern California, is also a very hot, like, recruiting area. As we've learned. But um, – mm-hmm. Like, per capita, like, the state of Louisiana puts the most guys into the NFL. Like, it is – it is – recruit – I mean, it's it's as good as it gets for recruiting territory. I thought he would have done great, great things at LSU. Yeah. USC, I mean, obviously he has a uh, an easier path to a, to the playoff considering he plays in the Pac-12. Still going to be Utah. But uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be just fine. Man, you know what, had, though? They, being OU, had five stars and four stars committed from the state of California. Uh, huh. you got to think they're going to flip from OU at this point. We'll save this for our um, – when we get to the theories. Um, we're going to do a new thing. It's just college football conspiracy theories, Message checking in on message boards. But, yeah, interesting. A lot of Southern California recruits from uh, OU this year. Interesting. And Caleb Williams also is from Southern California. Is he really? Yeah. Didn't know oh, that. Didn't know that. I mean, but so is CJ Stroud. So is uh, Bryce Young. Like, I know. It's, it's, I know. It's fun, though. But anyhow, we'll, we'll save for later. Um, Lincoln Riley, 
I thought it was laughable to think he was going to end up at LSU. It made no sense to me, but it's clear that there is likely something else pushing him away if he was to seriously also be considering LSU. There's not an amount of money that LSU was going to pay. There's not a fan base disparity of how much it matters or how cool it is or the rivalries or anything like this. Like if you think it's all about conference pageantry, like there's no difference in those two jobs. If you win at one, regardless of your pathway, if you win at one, you're going to have the same access to success as at any of the others, as we've seen over in Florida coming up just a little bit short in one might be more irrational of a result than it is at others. If anything, I would say that if I'm leaving Oklahoma, like my question is more why not stay as opposed to, you know, go to USC. And I don't think it's like he's going to have any difficulty recruiting to a successful team and to like having success next year in the Big 12 in their final year in the Big 12. And the concept that like getting into the SEC and all of a sudden life's going to change, like think back to when A&M and Missouri joined the SEC, like. They both were very, very successful their first couple of years in the SEC. Not saying every team that joins the SEC the first couple of years will be successful, but they completely changed the dynamics of that entire conference. They started running the spread successfully in the SEC. Alabama wasn't doing that. Mississippi State wasn't doing that. Ole Miss wasn't doing that. Florida had their own you know, version of things successful to that point. But Missouri and A&M really kind of brought that type of style of play to the SEC in Alabama, as we've seen, like, we'll get to in a minute, like, can't run the ball. So, like, being scared off by a conference makes no sense in this situation. Like, that, that, that doesn't add up at all to me. It's not like all of a sudden OU was going to look at Lincoln Riley like Florida would Dan Mullen if he stayed. At the end of the day, if I'm saying, where do I want my family to, like, be raised – Aside from the fact that he is from a small town in West Texas, like, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to go to a place that's actually nice to live in. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it, I think. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's just scared of playing in the SEC, yeah. and so he's going to play in a, in a softer conference. Maybe he just wants to live in L.A. over Norman, Oklahoma. Like, that's a thing. Or over in Baton Rouge. Or Baton Rouge. You, you know no what's offense. interesting about this? We talked a, a few weeks ago about the um, – maybe it wasn't even on the pot um, – when talking about the Texas program and how like big city college programs mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, a good point. haven't had a ton of success, I don't know. I don't know if, if the numbers even back this up, but we talked about it. Versus like college towns, yeah. like like exactly like a Norman mm-hmm. or Baton Rouge, um, and this is and he's going to L.A. He's he's doing the you know he's going from one to the other, so this yeah. will be interesting. And I I have no doubt he's going to recruit his little D yeah. off. Also, he's he's going to start off with uh, about four or five. Decommits from OU and potentially some some Probably portal portal guys, Caleb Williams. Uh, and let's put some respect on USC. Like, yes, they haven't been the program that they have used, you know, they used to be. That is a premier college football program, and that's one of the best coaching jobs, head coaching jobs in the country. I'm just saying, it's top five for sure. I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I would say Texas, Florida, USC are all in that same bucket of like. Yes, they have not had recent success, but the money is there. The fan base is there. They will sell out. You will have the support. You all only have to, you know, you go and you win 9, 10, 11 games there in year one, and people are going nuts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that only really takes winning a couple of games that you won't be favored in. And regardless of where you're at, 
you know, amongst those three, yeah, it, it, I don't think your pathway is that difficult. All three of them have strong recruiting bases. Like him being at LSU, like you mentioned, Louisiana is very strong. You still have strong ties and access to Texas. Like you're not struggling there. Um, and Florida, if we want to knock that one out of the way real quick, they did hire their coach as well, Dan Mullen, uh, out at Florida a couple weeks ago, and they hired Louisiana Lafayette's head coach, Billy Napier, who was a mainstay on all of the, hey, here's the next coach to take a big job lists out there. Sonny Dykes' name, who we'll talk about here in a second, was also on those, and Luke Fickle was the other like group of five or group of six, whatever they call it. Um, head coaches that always got named, but Billy Napier, you know, uh, I hope it works out for him. I mean, I would put it on par with what uh, Missouri hired, what, Alan Drinkovitz or whatever from App State the year prior, and it's just been okay. It's not like he's turned. He recruited. Away. He had some recruiting successes, yeah. but it has not translated yet. He's Although got... he did do a Star Wars bit um, post-Florida. That is true. A lot of people thought that was fun. Star Wars is this movie that was made like in 1976. Correct. It's an epic. George Lucas not is the familiar. director of it. It's a trash movie overall. Like if you said, "Hey, here's a movie that gets like all of the runway and all of the money ever uh, to make six films that will be looked at as like the best pieces of science fiction of all time," the story and the outcome is pretty trash. I probably won't sorry. Check it out. Okay, yeah, I feel okay. like you're okay. Big Disney. I'm sorry, I'm not beholden to big. Like Randy's you know, gonna slash your tires after this. Is it Disney? I don't know. I don't yeah, fucking know. I don't know. Who? Nobody knows. Randy, Anyhow, Randy probably knows. Um, Randy knows. <laughs> yeah, Billy Napier, shout out to Florida. I hope it goes well for them. Similar to Michigan, I think it's great when you have a little bit of counterweight in a conference. Um, Florida being that uh, for Georgia and or Alabama, I think it would be interesting if he's successful there. I just feel bad for T-Man. He's going through it right T-Man's now. going through it, man. I think the only thing pulling him through is this, this big – spending Texas Rangers front office. More on that later when we do some hot stove. Um, it's wild the weekend OU had. Like, it truly is. Yeah, we haven't even got to, to Bedlam. Um, From being like, oh, we could we might be playing for, a, you know, another title. I would have said it's title. likely. Like, yeah, if they would have won that game, they're one-loss team, and then they win the following week Avenge against, their loss. Their against one loss. Oklahoma State. I guess they play back-to-back. That would suck. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. If they had won, they would not play back. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. So it would play OK State twice. Let's say they beat them twice. Um, that kind of thing has happened before. Then there are one loss Oklahoma. They're not going to be kept out of the playoff because yeah. otherwise it would be them versus Notre Dame who does not have a conference title game, and they'd be in. And I still think that's the case for uh, Oklahoma State if they win. So here they are not playing for the Big 12 title. <laughs> They're – <laughs> Head coach uh, is going to USC. Gone. Already there. Already wearing a uh, a red polo shirt, getting off a of PJ. What about their um, – Spencer Rattler has announced – Preseason Heisman candidate, yeah. Has announced <laughs> that he is transferring, which if I'm an OU fan, that doesn't kill me too much. But other than all that, though. Considering that Caleb Williams is probably not going to stick around, I think it's fair to speculate on that. Uh, what a weekend they're having. Did you ever think that maybe – if Caleb Williams left, if Rat, maybe Rattler would stick around, or was he? He's been gone. Like the moment the mo- Texas after Texas Probably. OU, he was gone, right? Yeah, uh, unless like his raising Canes uh, NIL deal, like oh. stipulated he remain in Norman to reap the eighty three dollars. Most mid chicken strips. <laughs> the yeah. only ones that won't leave you with a stomachache, though. Um, At least they give you bread. 
I, I, I guess we're at the point of the year where we start seeing some backlash. I guess let's do let's do Sunny Dykes and TC real quick. Okay. We kind of all knew this train was coming. I didn't. For some reason, it, it didn't make sense as to why. I've kind of walked myself off that cliff, and I can fully understand why. But SMU's head coach, Sonny Dykes, um, is going to be the head coach at their rival, TCU, who fired Gary Patterson mid-year um, or late in the year. I guess if somebody follows the Big 12 closely, um, does it even, do you even care what happens at TCU in terms of like their stature in the conference? I, obviously, they're not going to be a thing in a couple years for you guys, but – does it matter outside of, like, DFW? No, when it's not really. I mean, unless there's a big splash hire, and I don't consider this to be a big splash hire, you don't really pay attention to it until TCU shows it that they're, like, right. good on the field. So not not really. doesn't do a whole lot for me. Let's, uh, let's play a little game about Sonny Dykes. What is his – how many games over 500 is he in his career as a head coach? I don't know his career. Uh, cause he's been a head coach at Cal, head coach at Louisiana Tech, and SMU. SMU is he is over probably 500? six or seven hundred, but he was really bad. At, well, not really bad, but um, I'd say five games over. Nine games over. Okay. So actually a little bit better. Okay. Interesting. Over twelve seasons, seventy-one and sixty-two. Yeah, he just wasn't at Cal long enough to like run his record into the ground. And and Louisiana Tech, he would win conference games and then lose non-conference games, a la what he did. At SMU, so um, he's taking Lincoln Riley's brother with him. He's also taking Duncanville's head coach. Is that confirmed? Son of his son of the head coach at Duncanville, Rashad Samples, is going to be joining him at uh, TCU, which is big. Do we know that though? One hundred percent. In addition to that, another coordinator, a recruiting analyst from Florida, who worked with Rashad um, Rashad Samples at Texas is going to be joining him at TCU. Okay. So. Yeah. I think before the, 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 uh, Sonny Dyke stuff even came out, like people thought samples, um, was gone. You know, he, there, there was, you know, people tweeting out, oh, he's getting talked to by sec and other big 12 schools. He has a, a history at Oklahoma state. It's where he played, uh, was Texas on Texas staff. Like you mentioned, so people are like, where's he going to go? I think A&M really thought he was going to go there. They thought um, they had a good shot. And he is a big part. If you're if you're not familiar with the the dynamic between SMU and TCU, maybe you don't care, but it is a big deal um, in Texas at least because you know SMU is back to prominence of, in some capacity, and for him to go across town, forty five minutes west, thirty minutes west, whatever, um, in what many think is a lateral move outside of the getting you know getting to a better conference that has an actual chance at making a playoff, um, it's a big mm-hmm. deal. So, I don't know. I did not know that the samples thing was confirmed. Yeah. He hasn't really spoke on it, and he's still retweeting, like, SMU players. He's, he's, I guess he's playing it right. Well, um, and, and, and he's a big deal because he is – his dad is the head coach at Duncanville, like you said. Um, his dad has connections to all the DISD, the Dallas ISD high schools. Um, so, a lot of those players that SMU got were through those connections. So, he yes. is a recruiting – he's a big-time recruiter in, in Texas. And something that maybe it's just my algorithm, maybe it was front of ESPN News, but um, the issue I'm, you know, being old man about, we've seen it with Oklahoma um, today, just on the list of decommits that have begun to trickle in. What bugged me was 
two days before the final game for SMU's regular season and before anything was officially announced, you know, once you start hearing grumblings, Sunny Dykes is gone, you had five, their top five recruits for the following year, all decommitted within like 45 minutes of one another. All they were legit recruits. Like four-star recruits, four of them. Damn. All like in coordinated fashion posted something about decommitting to which I'm like, it's entirely up to the players and the, their families to make decisions on where they go. And I get, you're going to want to recruit the people that you already had connections with. It just seemed shady to be like, Hey, will you follow me to X, Y, Z? Also, will you go ahead and make this public at five o'clock? I'm going to go ahead and call or sending them a group text. Hey, will y'all go ahead and post this? Are y'all all in? Blah, blah, blah. It just seemed weird to like coordinate that, but hell, I mean, the guy knows what he's doing, so shouts to him. Um, I'm interested to see how this, you know, everything's going to be cyclical. So SMU gets their offensive coordinator who they lost last year back from Miami. He was also one of the top recruiters out there. Um, I'm curious to know, like, you know, you don't have that advantage if you're Billy Napier. Like, who are you recruiting at Louisiana Lafayette to take with you to Florida? Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, uh, again, USC had prior commits that decommitted when Clay Helton left, like, do they come back? So as little as I actually care on a week to week basis about the recruiting aspect, um, I do think it's interesting that now that players have more mobility uh, to move and or transfer. Now, when these coaches leave, we don't have to see the tweets of what about loyalty to the players? That's a great point. Yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> That's how they these, would say it. Too. It's so easy for these guys to transfer. Now yeah. um, I saw a lot. Some people were talking about like how, um, Lincoln, I forgot the dude's name already. Lincoln Riley was uh, like telling players, like, "Oh, I'm here for the long haul. So if you commit to me, like, don't worry, like, I got you." And like, he has to say that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's he gonna say, like, before you even like step foot? Like, yeah, I might not be here next year, but I love you to play for me. It doesn't work that way. He should just and answer it like Cliff answered it. Hey, I'm just focused on uh, the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they say you're supposed to commit to a school, not a coach. And that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, it's so easy to transfer now. You don't have to sit out a year anymore. You just transfer and you're good. So it's it's not as big a deal as it used to be. And it's still, like, you just kind of can't take coaches at the word. You never know what's going to happen. Can we, can we wildly speculate um, as to who we think will be uh, filling said, some of these positions? Yeah, so remaining open positions. Obviously, Oklahoma is open. Bob Stoops will be coaching them in their bowl game. LSU remains open. Um, I guess they're bowl eligible. I don't know if it's been announced. Um, schools do have the option yes, to are. not accept bowl games. bids. Um, uh, and I think it's going to become more of a regular thing for some of these schools in transition to just be like, hey, we're good if they don't I, need the check. I did hear Coach O is not coaching the bowl game. Correct. So I don't know He's if that means though. that they are officially accepting a bowl bid. Walked out of his press conference with a blonde on his arm. Um <laughs> Duke's position or Duke's position. Duke's yeah, he made her at the gas station. Is open. Uh, she was not with child though. Okay. Uh, so you've got an ACC job in Duke that's open. Florida has been filled. We talked about that. LSU is open. Uh, Temple uh, fired their coach today. Oh, Vodtech and Washington are still open too. And we'll have to see what Texas State does with Spav. Mm. Dylan. Yeah. And I guess there, one more year. there's potential the for some other jobs. <laughs> Uh, which position would you say is the most attractive? Uh, this is generic. Yes, just listen like rapid fire yeah. again. Uh, LSU, uh, Oklahoma, Duke, Vatek, Washington. LSU one, OU two. Mm -hmm. 
Washington's up there. I I've got OU fairly low just because I think they're about to be gutted and then they're about to go to the best conference. They're about to go to the SEC. So it's just it's still OU but, though. But with that fan base, I this is so weird for them. Like cuz we don't know like we know at Texas how this would go, but at OU it's like are they going to are they cool with giving a guy a couple years to to I would look build for a program? OU to make a move pretty quickly because you have these guys that are committed to the program and the longer they are without head coach it just gives these guys more opportunity to look around and, and rethink their commitments. So they're probably going to make a move soon. I would well, think. Dylan, do you do you happen to know who's coaching uh, OU in their bowl game? Bob Stoops. Big game Bob. Which I saw someone sp- – it may have been one of you guys. Someone said that it, he might stick around for a year. That's my guess. I, I feel like it wouldn't it's... shock me. I don't, I don't know if you can do that, though. Uh, a Jim Groby at Baylor situation, just a transition. Does that, but does, that, does that get guys excited to play for a program whose coach is going to leave in a year? But I think that's the thing, you know, they put out a weird – they did it weird. They had the AD release a statement, I think the president of the, of the country. Wow. The president <laughs> of the university released a statement. Then you also had Lincoln Riley release a statement, and then Bob Stoops released a statement. Mm-hmm. Like – you're the interim coach. I don't need a statement from you. Like, go coach the players and call recruits and then do a press conference. Like, that it was just like – and all of his statement was about being committed to the program. So I think they may take that angle of, like, he's the person on the phone recruiting right now, looking for guys to commit to Oklahoma for Oklahoma. And he's like, I will be here long, as long as it takes to make sure the next guy in yeah. is the right guy. That's the message. I'm I don't know. About. I actually have Bob Stoops' um, comment right here. This will only enhances his followers. <laughs> wow, thank you, Bob. That's, <laughs> that's interesting, man. I didn't think really of it cool. like that. How I wonder are, if how are they going to get by on Outkick without his pregame uh, Saturday coverage? I liked him on that, <laughs> dude. Okay, it's not. Is it Outkick? It's big it's noon. Big noon Saturday. I like. I, I like I those guys. Him either. Yeah, was, I like uh, the fine. chemistry those guys have. Minus whatever that I don't other know thing what they is, do, man. I really don't. Who's available right now? I think that's the thing. Is like tomorrow for OU. Yeah, you want me to, you want me to go through the odds, the odds on faves. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. Who, who put this together? Um, a sports book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. Brent Venables, Clemson, defensive coordinator, former defense coordinator at Oklahoma. That obviously makes a lot of sense. He used to coach there. Uh, next, one uh, Twitter Zone Lane Kiffin. Current o- o- Ole Miss head coach what? just won the uh, Egg Bowl. Um, he's also a name for LSU too. It's like, why would you, whatever? I don't know the SEC well enough to understand like why you would go pivot from old. It's Lane Kiffin though. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Uh, Mark Stoops, Kentucky, having a great year. Brother I, of Robert hit, hit my big boy stack. Thank you, Kentucky. He did very cool. My long shot. Uh, Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Mm. Noted chinless head coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, they should go for Hypel. Speaking of, <laughs> no chance. They should go for Josh Hypel. How do you have? Uh, well, wow. He's got me on there, right? I was about to go full blown Micah. Hypel's on here. Um, Better be. I was going to ask how you don't have a first chin, but you have a second and a third chin. <laughs> Josh Hypel, man. Hypel's plus a thousand. I hope he goes to OU just so I can like just really dig in on hating him and making fun of him. It'd be a lot of fun for me. Uh, if they would have won eight games, I, there would have been potential for that, but. Who knows? What's Tennessee's record? Probably six or seven wins is my guess. Okay. I mean, because they play in the SEC, and, you know, losses there don't count. Right. Um, oh, man, this guy. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that you're leaning towards probably keeping Stoops is my guess. Or um, Alex Grinch is going, it sounds like, is going to S, uh, SC with um, Lincoln Riley. I would say they need to call Mike Leach. If you're going to call one of the coaches in Mississippi, call Mike Leach. You've got infinite amount more resources in Oklahoma than you do at Mississippi State. I'm going I don't think Vener- that's the case at Ole Miss. Uh, Venables? Venables. I almost said Venerables. Venables. Yeah. That's who I'm going after if I'm OU. He probably still shares a Although, bet with Dabo, though. He was kind of run out of town as the uh, D.C. At, at Oklahoma. He had some bad years and moved on. What was he? Uh, was like um, Vince Young's years that ran him out? He was there during the Vince Young era, but I think – I think he was beyond that, that he just had had a tough run. Who? Are you talking about Stoops? Colt McCoy, v- Venables. Oh, Venables, okay. Uh, can I name a name that won't be on anybody's list that probably should get a call here or there? Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Kevin he was, Sumlin. He was trending. Both were trending. Like, both of them would have been names I would have liked to see SMU call. Like, there's that job's not big enough for either of them, but. Oh, I kind of love someone at SMU. Damn. I think it would be great. Um and SMU has had I, – I did my research ahead of time. We've had a – not for football, basketball. Um, but, you know. Um, Progress. On the let's, let's hit some of the games real quick that happened. Let's do uh, the Iron Bowl. Because that shit was low-key, Liddy. Four overtimes, a game that uh, Auburn had until the very end there. Man, I – I feel bad for all. There's a hundred reasons they blew that game, and I hate that it's all getting pinned on going out of bounds. Cause I, you follow the chain of causation. Oh, they're, yes. they're blaming that the fourth down that gave that Bama the ball back is what you're saying? Or? With a minute 30 left. Yeah. They would have had the ball back with way less time had that, that running back, the, the kid from Auburn, uh, just took a – you know, not took a knee, but slid. Forced or, them to – Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but – was there any doubt in y'all's mind what was about to happen? No. Like, you knew. Yeah. And that, that poor quarterback for Auburn, man, was playing on one leg like the, most of the game. Or like the was he their best the option? I he guess, obviously, obviously so. He started the season, so he was their backup. I know. Like, uh, I, he played well, man. I mean, he I really think, actually, did. I think their third option was like a walk-on. He already, had, he already has um, what I call big cat legs. Uh, the, the, uh, the, from the knee down, he's got Tiger Woods legs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was hobbling around on those, yeah. with you knew he was not a threat to to tuck it and run. So he, he played his little ass off. Though, he really man. did. He made some plays, and, and even in overtime, he had some good balls. Um, props to that kid. That one in catch that the I guess was a non scholarship player, the tight end, or maybe it was a freshman, not a non scholarship player, but uh, yeah. number forty something, one handed in the back of the end zone at the beginning of overtime. I guess it was first overtime. Sick, incredible. Um, not to get too in the weeds, I'm very happy with how I consumed this game, which was I tuned in mm, with about five minutes left in the fourth. I was I a fourth quarter guy. Not have to watch this like come to a 10 to three fourth quarter. Um, observations from that point on. When you have a one-legged quarterback and you're running the zone read, not zone read, but essentially zone run from shotgun over and over and over, kudos to your offensive line for it working. Made no sense that it continued to work. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not a second run threat, and you're Alabama. Like, you should be able to read this play. Um, but they must have been doing other things earlier in the game that kept them scared, not other things that got them points. But that was incredible to see that be successful. Uh, second thing, right tackle for Alabama. 
Uh, noted Arlington Lamar High School graduate Chris Owens was getting cooked uh, on several plays. Uh, but I kind of question old Bill O'Brien. That's a name that um, is probably should yeah. be out there still for oh, it is, one of these schools. He's lost a little bit of clout in the last couple of days. He's lost that love and feeling, too. I mean. Wow. Well, Gross. <laughs> they kept lining up number 19, I want to say it was, so I believe is a tight end for Alabama. Attached to the line. And Al and Ar Auburn would line up their defensive end as a wide, like, nine, I want to say. Really wide to the tackle on the right. And the, tackle, the defensive end would rush. Didn't care about any run fits or anything. Was just rushing. And so put the tackle in a position to have to block a guy who's on the opposite end of my tight end who's in my way, basically, between me and the guy I'm blocking. I can't see him pre-snap. And, and the tight end never was responsible for, like, chipping, touching, like just putting an arm out to like widen the angle he took. And so the tackle's having to come way back, pick this guy up, and he kept getting put in Bryce Young's lap. Bryce Young, not very good, by the way. Very average. Very Caleb Williams. Where's he at on your Heisman watch? Uh, Heisman should be canceled this year. Just give it to Jordan Davis or don't give it to anyone. Or maybe Hassan Haskins. I don't know what his other year stats are. I hate the Heisman or trophy. Or Brees Hall from <laughs> Iowa State. Like He's got no love and his stats still look good. So. Ask me why I hate the Heisman trophy. Um, uh, why? It it's was... a running back quarterback trophy. It's, I know a receiver won it last year, but that's extremely rare. Defenders, not even considered. Don't call it. It's it's dumb. I hate it. It's How... just the most popular quarterback or running back on a good team. Do you blame Deadspin at all for keeping it that way? What do you mean? Like Wood, Teo, or Manti Teo had a shot at winning that one year if it weren't for that I mean, story. Not for the fake girlfriend story? Yeah, that story I don't, just I don't know. flaming the entire internet. Like, and uh, <laughs> Dominican Sue yeah. was far and away the best player in college football his last year there. That might have been Didn't the win. same year, right? Uh, was Clowney a, uh, a finalist? No, because this sets, as they've been for his whole career, big, he, flashy, he just plays, had highlights. flashy plays and not consistent stats. He had highlights. Um, anyhow, so yeah, that was Alabama game. Bedlam. Oh boy. Watched it. Let me tell you, there's nothing like Bedlam. When you have, when you have both teams or two of two of the three best teams in the conference and it's in Stillwater, it's so fun. It's so fun. That, that stadium is, is kind of crazy how it's built down yeah. kind of a bowl and you've got the the really annoying uh, things that they're beating the With the pledge paddles. The pledge paddles. They're they're smacking them around. Uh, by the way, too tiny of a sideline. We've talked about this before. Yeah, it makes me uneasy. The yeah. front row of the stands, whatever. It's right on top of the field. Right on top of the field. I didn't realize how lopsided Colorado. this series had been recently. By the way, it's yeah, it's not good. Um, but that being said, this was a great game. A wild game, uh, some egregious special teams errors, uh, but all in all, really fun. Some very questionable officiating late in the game as well. Yeah. Both um, ways, I felt like, though. Yeah. Classic Big 12. But if I'm Oklahoma, I certainly feel like I got deed. There was a, a non-call pass interference that last drive that I was I, I didn't know how it was not called. It was pretty blatant. Because the same exact opinion. play happened the other way, and they got called for it. Yeah, pretty blatant. Um Man, you guys are not as high in Caleb Williams as I am, I think. That dude is a gamer, man. He is very slippery in the pocket. He finds a way to extend plays. Um, he 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 had that, like, 56-yard run, that final drive. That was impressive. That, that dude's good, man. He's just a freshman. I would take him on my team. I, I'm, I guess I don't want to imply that I think he's bad. I just think that 
you know, him, Bryce Young, they both throw an average ball. They they're both very good quarterbacks, but I think they both benefit greatly. CJ Stroud kind of similarly. Like I think CJ Stroud's slightly above the other two, but their receivers are making more plays than they are as quarterbacks. Um, I think back to like Johnny Manziel as a quarterback where it's like, yeah, you're throwing to Mike Evans and you've got, you know, four linemen that will be top two draft picks or top two round draft picks in front of you. Like mm-hmm. you're benefiting from all the weapons around you. And I think to a certain degree, Caleb Williams doesn't have that luxury that like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young have, but that's just all I'm seeing right now. But again, he's a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, he's Tua to me until two years later. Yeah, I, I think I, I co-sign all that. Um, he was talked about like he was like the the next big thing after Texas OU. And, you know, those next few games are like, oh, he's got that. You heard it factor a lot. And I don't know. I just – he was – I'm judging him a lot on what I saw in Bedlam and what I saw him play, how he played Baylor. Like Baylor just absolutely shut him down. Now, Baylor has a really good defense. But um, – Props to if those if those kids at OU if they knew if they had any idea they knew that there was smoke about their coach leaving, um, you know me I thought they were going to get trucked I thought this is all the hallmarks of a you know a two score win for Oklahoma State mm-hmm. they went out there and played hard like they played a good game you know it um, they had a late lead um, some uh, booty chatter on the TL was saying that he didn't inform his players. Or address his players even after it had become public. He just really? dipped and flew to L.A. He didn't do a team meeting? That's what I saw. I don't know how accurate it is. Ooh. Um, I'd be sorry. That's surprising. No, he he addressed – he addressed – uh, no, I think he, he did with Stoops in the room. I, I heard that this morning, that, that he addressed some group, and I'm he assuming it was a team. He did press conference when he declined that he, was going, he wasn't going to LSU. At some point, he talked to his team between then and – in the game. So he did inform them? I don't know if he informed them, though. So I know he met with the team okay. about the rumors, and I think he at some point said, like, dispelled some of it. The decision to not meet with them afterwards, I think, yes, a big part of that's on the coach. A bigger part is kind of like when you're quitting a job and giving your two weeks notice, it's on the employer. Like, if the athletic director is the type that wants to be involved and doesn't need you to go back and be in the room, mm-hmm. especially if they think you're, like, actively recruiting or with the transfer portal, like... To be clear, I think I think what I saw was that his players found out about it via social media. Gotcha. So they did he could have he could have still addressed yeah. after it had Makes come sense. out. So. Okay. Yeah, the after-the-fact thing, I'm, I'm trying to think back. I've only been in the room when coaches were getting fired, not leaving jobs to take <laughs> jobs. <laughs> so I guess I haven't seen that. But in those situations, the athletic director is the one, like, showing up, like, Talking up the room, like because obviously the assistant coaches in those situations were you've, also. Out you've the been door. in the room when a coach has been fired. Not actually in the room that the address, moment, but yeah. oh, being informed that your coach will no longer okay. be your coach. Damn, still show up to work out because this program's about what you're doing, not who's coaching you. That's a great point. Um, well quick said. Note on Heisman Trophy odds, um, I throw out Brees Hall. Still think he should be on this list somewhere. Kenneth Walker obviously is probably one that should have come to mind. Running back at Michigan State had a hell of a year. Um, but other top leaders in the clubhouse, Bryce Young is odds on favorite right now. CJ Stroud, uh, behind him at plus 400 and Bryce Young's Bryce minus Young 200. should not win I the agree. Heisman Trophy. Maybe this changes. What if he beats Georgia? My gosh. But this was after week 13. Number three on odds favorite plus 1400, Aiden Hutchinson. Who the hell is that? He is a defensive end that absolutely yeah. wrecked Ohio State shit. He's a bad oh, dude. Michigan. Um, 
leads the, or I guess the most sacks in a single season for Michigan. And give it to that guy, man. Even though I just found out who he was ten seconds ago, I think you would defender who's who controlled the game. Like that's great. You would know him if you saw him with his helmet off. I think he's got a fairly distinct look. He looks like Aiden Hutchinson for sure. Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pitt, um, who I'm going to watch that game just because I know he's going to be the off season get talked up from being a name you've heard all year to being like hands down number one quarterback drafted unquestionable or unquestionably. So um, the big game. Shout out to the Pokes. Before we move on from Bedlam, it was over when A.J. Ferrari popped top on the field. (laughs) Thank you for knowing that. Flexed on OU. And and apparently did the throat slash motion. Thank you for saying slash. Do you think he he knew maybe that Lincoln Riley was going to USC? (laughs) Probably. It's over. (laughs) If you're A.J. Ferrari, you pop top any chance you get, right? You just kind of have to. You want to remind people who he is? He's the um, the wrestling sensation for Oklahoma State, and he's absolutely shredded, and he has a big time personality. Five time national champion, I believe. Our is recruitment he a freshman. Oh, no, he's like junior, I think. Our recruitment department is working heavily on locking down a AJ Ferrari, just full time podcast exclusive, everything. You know, we'll we're see. Hope, we're hoping to land. I the best thing that could happen for for the world of combat sports is that guy deciding. You know what? I've got the wrestling. Let me let me get some uh, some jujitsu. Teach me striking. I'm going MMA. We've seen a lot of wrestlers. A ton of wrestlers have what? Tony Khan call him for AEW. This guy's no. showbiz. He can do both. We've seen that done. <laughs> That's Brock Lesnar. Ken Shamrock. Exactly. Ken Shamrock. Good reference. <laughs> um, so we got Baylor. Um, Baylor barely hangs on to beat Texas Tech. Shout out Sonny Cumbie. Uh, I was I was watching this game and I was like he's calling the perfect game like he had a masterful game plan. Uh, Baylor was without their starter uh, who's out with a hamstring, so they had a backup, and they basically said we're going to make you throw. And uh, he was good. Shapin was good. That's the Baylor. That was the Baylor quarterback. He was fine, but uh, Baylor's defense looked fairly weak. They gave up some big plays, um, and Tech was Tech was just good. Um, no, Tech had the benefit of having uh, Joey McGuire, um, who's their new head coach, um, wasn't coaching that game, but being involved in the game planning. Um, oh, he's, of course, left uh, left Baylor. Um, what? You don't think? No. Oh, that, that's okay. so dishonorable. I'm sure Joey McGuire. I, I, I've heard how people talk about Joey McGuire <laughs> in the southern Dallas County. I'm sure he would never. Oh, gosh. He's, no, everybody loves him. I'm, I'm somewhat kidding. Um <laughs> Damn, UTSA lost. They did. Before we get to that, let's at least do Michigan Ohio State, you know, proper. Um, you don't want to talk undefeated Roadrunners. Undefeated Roadrunners somehow lost to a team that still employs Phil Bennett and my former position coach Jim Gush at University of North Texas. I picked Seth Luttrell to get fired midseason. They've been garbage. Shouts to UNT. They're now bowl eligible. Shout out. Extra Shout out to the play. Mean Green. The Camila Bowl and bowls like that make like those mean a whole lot to some of these other schools, even if you don't watch them. Let's talk Aiden Hutchinson and his Michigan Wolverines, shall we? I regret not watching this wall-to-wall, like kickoff to end of the game, because every time I could, I was, you know, car stuff, driving, whatever. Every time I did see this game, uh, as I was walking around through the house getting shit done, it just looked like pure fucking sports joy. Man, this game, this rivalry game, when both teams are good, 
Um, and this probably can be said for any rivalry game, I get it. But when they're both good, probably the most fun game there is. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. I think Will texted the group. He said the vibes are perfect for this game. He was, that was very accurate. That's what led me to go make sure I was uh, seeing what was going on. It immediately vaulted into my annual Dippies uh, Award for Best Sports uh, Vibes. Ooh. Between this and, fuck, um, not okay. a league of their own. What's yeah. it called? Field of Dreams game. Yeah, the snow <laughs> the Field of Dreams baseball game and this yeah, were like yeah. side by side. We had the snow flurries <laughs> coming down in Michigan, you know, in, in late November, and it was two ga- two top ten teams. That was fucking sick, man. And the way the I big house it. is like laid out, it's a you know, it holds a hundred thousand people like a bunch of SEC and Big Ten school stadiums, but it's just flat and wide. Yeah, it's just a big bowl. So as opposed to the horseshoe where it, you know, still looks like oh shit, it's a big stadium. This one is just like a sea of fucking people. It's weird to see in person because it's kind of like, um, I was going to say the Gopher Bowl, which like six people would know of. One of those stadiums where you drive up and like the top level is kind of where the street is and it's built down into the earth. Yeah. So even seeing it in person, you're like, how the f- do 100,000 yeah. people fit in there? And you go up and you're like, when it's the, a pit. When the fans flooded the field after the game, it just looked like it kind of, a few of the shots I saw, like they just all extended up into like all the way to the upper deck. It was mm-hmm. just like one mass of people kind of all in one, the same plane. It was just really sick looking. I loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy they won. You know, I've, I've mentioned Michigan completely just off the cuff a couple times this year. I have no reason to like Jim Harbaugh, but I'm glad that, like, going into the season, everybody had picked him to should have been fired last year. Yeah. And now, I mean, shit, it might be like Gundy where here's another five years. <laughs> I'm pretty indifferent about Jim Harbaugh, but mm-hmm. I felt really happy for him after this. He he really needed this, obviously. So uh, good on him. Uh, who do they got next to? Oh, they got Iowa. Yeah, Wisconsin Would that be... completely effed uh, effed things up. They lost to Minnesota. Oh my God! Somebody else who gets to keep their job again, uh, PJ Fleck. Not that he was at risk um, after the injuries they've had, but it should have been Wisconsin, Michigan. And they shit the bed uh, at Wisconsin, and Iowa is one of those teams that will sneaky <sighs> F this up because right now Michigan's number two, and I think the playoff picture is Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Bama, and then Notre Dame, and then – no, Oklahoma State, and then Notre Dame, and Ohio State somewhere in that mix. So going into conference title weekend, like, assume Georgia wins, as I hope they do and they should um, – because I don't think Georgia lets Bama go to overtime here. Not saying they're going to score a bunch, but I don't think that happens. Do you go for two? Back to the mm. Iron back to the Iron Bowl? No, I don't hate them going because your defense had wrecked their shit all game long. I just I, I do. I got caught up in the uh what do you have to lose of it all yeah, rivalry like true. big mo- you know this thing this rivalry is like founded on big moments like that. If was, they had Bo Nix, maybe they would have. Or okay. if T.J. Finley had been mobile, maybe that's, that's maybe your playbook is point. deeper. Yeah, because you in know Tuscaloosa, you absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm also probably the overthinker coach, where I'm like, okay, give me a delay a game, and allow me to go for two from the seven. I I don't hate uh, that at all to be able to run some actual routes without a mobile quarterback like that is it to your advantage like immensely. Um, if Michigan botches this, I I I will be brokenhearted for for I'm because I'm vicariously rooting for Michigan all year mm-hmm. through Will. And through Will's group text, um, who I assume are you know ninety percent Michigan guys, um, but they would be a very Michigan thing to go and blow it to an Iowa team that has come back down to earth significantly, but 
um, still can can make it have you know make a game very ugly. Yeah, um, I just don't want Michigan to f this up because we know that there's potential that we end up with Alabama and Georgia in the playoff. Or much worse, in my opinion, Notre somehow Dame. Notre That's Dame right. sneaking in there over like. <laughs> I think I think Oklahoma State's going to beat Baylor. I think Baylor's just they've got they're running. Out, I think they're going to be running with a backup again. I just don't know if that's they can do it. But Oklahoma State wins. I think what is going to suck for Oklahoma State. Um, I mean, it sucks that Baylor has two losses. But what sucks for Oklahoma State is that the perception of who Oklahoma State was in the past or who Gundy is like. That wasn't the same. It's very generic, but that's they're a different team. Their defense plays well. They run the ball, and I think if they go have a game like they did against Baylor's that first time, it was ugly. It was a very ugly game. Very winnable game. People will be Baylor. like, "Oh, Oklahoma State didn't dominate that game. They're not that impressive." And somehow style points will come into it, and I don't think that that should play at all. So there you have. It. That's a lot of a lot of college. Their football. one loss, Oklahoma State to Iowa State, which they've been up and down oh. all year. Okay, yeah, yeah. They beat ba- – and then Baylor lost to uh, TCU. Damn it. I know. Oh, because then this game could be for all the marbles. Then we have uh, Baylor TCU from a few years ago, 61-58, if you remember that. Uh, all over again and both get left out. Tough scene. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I think um, – I just don't want Notre Dame in there. I'm, I apologize. You can tell the people about our good friends at Grammarly, and then we can do baseball and party and get the F out. Ooh, man, we, we really went at them on we this uh, college hard. football thing. Grammarly, Dylan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned earlier you need to have Grammarly on your texts. <laughs> That's a little rude, I think. <laughs> no, it was just the one. Grammarly's great. We all use it. Um, you got so much going on. You're trying to run. You know, my 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 inbox right now is just an absolute chaos. I've got I'm unsubscribing from stuff. I'm missing emails. I'm I'm typing stuff out real quick. You need Grammarly there to help you out. Make sure you communicate clearly and kindly, even when you're in a hurry, which I think we all are. Um, it's fantastic. They've got double. They've got uh, turn of phrase, perfect turn of phrase help. Uh, just use their de- free double-click synonym feature to search for replacements for the word giving you difficulty. We've all been there. We've had difficulty with some words, some more than others, like me. Uh-huh. You use Grammarly, huh? I do. Yeah, I like the tone The tone aspect of it. Tone's my, huge. My tone. It checks your tone, man. So my tone is off. Did you say my tone? you got to check my tone. Tony, Tony, Tone. Yeah, they call me Tony Tones. They, they don't. Anyway, it checks your, ch- checks your tone. It tells you, if, hey, maybe... Why are you so mad, dog? I didn't say that, but I'd suggest you like maybe soften up a little bit. You know how it goes. If you're giving end-of-the-year feedback, Grammarly helps keep every good job or Houston, we have a problem. Pitch perfect. You know, you got to be careful with how you email. I'm going to email Randy here in a couple days. Be like, hey, Randy, here's what I think of you. Uh, <laughs> nah, and I'm going to run it through Grammarly so I don't sound like a big D-head. Mm-hmm. KJ, what do you think? I think this is a prime part of the year that you need Grammarly. Maybe even consider it as an, you know, an add-on gift for those in uh, your secret Santa pool. I think uh, the way to get by in a remote working world is by executing your emails in the most articulate and accurate way. And if you have Grammarly on your side, you're able to do your job and maybe do what you want on the side, uh, all the while seeming as a competent and confident employee that nobody has a reason to give you a negative end of their year review for. You're going to apply for a job. You reach out to somebody. If you don't check your grammar, you're just an idiot. Like, I will, I will just delete and move on. And 
I, I'm not in a position to hire much anymore, but I was back in the day. And if I saw the email was full of errors, I just like this. You're not ready. You're this not ready guy. For, you're not ready for the big leagues. Get nope. out of here. You need a little bit more seasoning down in the minor leagues, is what you're exactly. saying. Take the stress out of getting the words right with Grammarly. Our listeners get 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash bang. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash bang. Check it out. It's really easy to use. Plugs right in. It's fantastic. Helps you out. Grammarly.com slash bang. Bang. You want to hot stove it? Let's do what the people thought we wouldn't do. And maybe what the people think that we shouldn't do. And that is take up some time during football season on baseball. Dude, I, look, anytime the Rangers are out there doing work, we're talking about it. We're spending money, baby. Wow. Unless I've missed it, are we still in the uh, Seeger, Trevor Story sweepstakes, all that? I mean, I'm like, we're, we're going at We're getting some infield action. I think they're still in the mix, but it's going to be nice to look at the roster and be like, hey, I actually know one or two. Marcus Simeon. I know one or two of these guys. The you're Sims. Not, you're not looking for uh, Isaiah Connor. Kind of Falefa. Falefa. And we're not talking we're not talking Joey Gallo who bats one twenty. Okay, well he's on the Yankees now. I know, we're not talking. No, I don't goes. you know what? Leave Joey alone. Okay, he either hits it eight hundred feet or he strikes out. Okay. He doesn't hit it eight hundred feet. He got on base quite well this year. Well, whenever Joey Gallo signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates in twenty twenty three and my MLB the show team, I realized uh the guy can't hit the he uh, well, wait, well, hold on. He finished he can't under- drive to the left side of the field. All he does is pull the ball. He hit under 200 this year. I'm just saying. I flipped him for Byron Buxton, who inked him $100 million deal with the Twins. Shouts to them. Really talented. In real life or in your game? Uh, They signed. He re-signed with the Twins in real life. He's a Pittsburgh Pirate and a part of the big World Series run. uh, Max Scherzer to the Mets, KJ. Um, I think. I I don't know why I can't ever say his name. Scherzer. 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 There's no T. Skirtsinger. Yeah. Um, him and the other person. But, yeah, dominant arm. Felt like the Dodgers kind of wasted a year with both him and um, – Kirsch? Kirsch is, you know, might end up as a Ranger at the end of this offseason. Yeah, what's uh, he doing? He's a He's, he's a becoming a Dallas guy. He's, he's, losing, he's losing his hot stuff. The high school matched after people forget that. And then uh, – Really? Another big signing – Shortstop Wander Franco um, signed a $150, $160 million deal with uh, the Marlins. Or nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Or the Rays. One of the Florida baseball teams. How could you ever know? He, too, is a Pittsburgh Pirate in 2024. I'm just saying. That's I love, how I know these names. I love for somebody who's so out on baseball, you just love MLB the show. You absolutely love I it. know all these players now. It's, it's probably very helpful. It's great. No, well, the only thing I, I don't have much on it, on this. I, Rangers are obviously in the the early stages of a rebuild, so when they're spent, when I see them spending this money, like I think uh, Marcus Simeon's like thirty one or two. I think it's thirty one. It's like okay, do these guys fit the timeline? Like him, yes. He thirty one. Sure. That's a guy like two years top three MVP voting. Like we talked a lot about Shohei Otani all season, um, and then in that same conversation, we would talk about Vlad Jr., who hogged all of the uh, headlines in Toronto, and Marcus Simeon. He, you know, put together a year where he was like first in WAR, 
uh, for the AL. Like his stat line last two seasons has been absolutely ridiculous. But obviously, he was playing behind Shohei and um, uh, Vlad Jr. when it came to MVP voting. So that's a good get with the brand new stadium and no other reason to go see that stadium for me aside from like high school football. And then I start asking myself, is it worth the 20, 30 minute drive plus parking and all that? No, but I'd go see like competitive baseball um, in a nice new stadium with players that actually will be around. I will go to a Ranger game in 2022. Wow. Put that on my 2022 goals. Please. Yeah, please keep these down. You I might go. <laughs> um, we'll go see the White Sox this year. We're talking about it. And, and KJ, uh, as these signings keep rolling in, KJ is going to go live on, in, on his Instagram. I uh, actually, um, between pods, um, I committed to being exclusive to Spaces for all my breaking news. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for Twitter Spaces, dude. You got to get off of Spaces. That's a dangerous place. <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all I've really got on the great game. Let's party. Let's party. This is the segment where we talk about sports and party at the exact same time. Hey, there's a cobra, COVID, maybe a cobra outbreak at the the Dallas Cowboys. I never found that cobra, huh? Never found that Grand Prairie Cobra still out there just biting people, slithering around. This team, man. This team. Mike McCarthy, uh, I guess he will not be on the sideline uh, for their Thursday night game in New Orleans. We're going to miss his clock management. <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even talk NFL, so we didn't get to just bitch about Thanksgiving. The most watched Thursday night, or not most watched Thursday night football, most watched regular season game in quite some time. I think it's like 38 million people. Uh, tuned in to watch the Cowboys lose to the mm. Las Vegas Raiders. The swagless Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Did you guys see that Ennis Cantor changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom? Did you guys see that? I asked the question. No. I mean, I I know that he has very honorable reasons to do what he does. You know, uh, native of Turkey. I correct. He's not a big fan of Erdogan. Uh, to say the least. Many aren't. Um, is quite aggressive with calling out LeBron and his silence and support of Nike and China. Know, sweatshops and China and China. all of these things because China's heavy mm-hmm. influence in Turkey. Um, but, you know, Enos Cantor, serviceable big. Your, your position's kind of getting, you know, uh, de- I want to devalued. So sure. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, rest in peace, Lee Elder. First black man to play at the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, was all on the on the first tee. Yep. They... With uh, Jack and Gary Player. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how old he was. Like in his late eighties. I didn't realize that he was. Uh... That was just this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh wow. The second Masters of the last twelve months. Um, they didn't have him there in the fall, one, I don't think right because they didn't do any of the extra. And that was his first time. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. What? To do the first team? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, hey, USC, we talked a lot about you. You're probably feeling pretty good about yourselves. Maybe tone it down with the, the stadium chants. Maybe when you're playing BYU, don't chant F the Mormons. Is that what they were chanting? They were. Oh, come They have on. since apologized and regret the error. I would like to commend them for having students at a BYU game this late in the season. When your team is not going anywhere in the postseason. I mean, Still hadn't hired a coach down. to that point. Hadn't hired a coach, uh, whereas some schools were just hanging signs over the uh, wall calling their head coach Judas. 
That in would the be uh, of the game. Sonny Dykes was Judas. Now Lincoln Riley, of course, famously uh, as of the last 24 hours, traitor. Big red spray paint. How is he? Uh, Students be wildin'. Students are crazy like that. By the way, that original traitor uh, banner was way too well written. It was. A, it looked almost like a professional job. They printed it at the campus printing shop and then walked it over. Just saying. False flag. If we you didn't will. even get into our college conspiracies. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe Lincoln's been recruiting uh, Southern California hard this whole time, knowing. Maybe. How many recruits did he have from Southern California? Was it four or five. I saw five. Um, this includes the 2022 and 2023 class, including two five stars, a quarterback and a running back. I would argue that most blue bloods recruit Southern California like very hard. There's a lot of talent. Yeah, how do you go uh, to like Louisiana? And they'd be like, oh, he's been recruiting Texas this whole time. Yeah. yeah. I'll use a program who's always recruited from all over because there's not a ton of talent in the state of Oklahoma. Spe- no. Speaking of Southern California and talent, high school talent, shout out to the Duncanville Panthers. There you defeating go. Defeating Bronny James and the rest of the Sierra Canyon uh, fellers. Uh, in, a, in a turn, what? They call them fellers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're nice. They're probably nice fellas. Oh. You got to think. Yes. Uh, Dunkinville basketball, I think now uh, the number one team in the country should be undefeated. Also, we got ourselves a little house divider, a pod divider. We got a uh, big playoff action. Six A. My Dunkinville Panthers. KJ's uh, not really for not for long. Desoto Eagles. Exactly. Yeah, he's moving. Um, you know, I'd be willing to wager three points in uh, my dip picks. <laughs> on this game really which are incredibly valuable because we keep trying to pick guests at random that may or may not tank the guest <sighs> score and randy steps in with the seven and two week tying the best record of the year for the guests pushing all of us further into uh second third and fourth place respectively shouts to claude mathis my freshman basketball coach Head, yeah that's true head coach at DeSoto. Huh. um so yeah dylan you, you caught the the match I caught the match. I did. Too. Yeah, it was. I was out on it completely, and I, I happened to just be scrolling and saw it, and I turned it on for forty-five minutes to an hour, something somewhere in there. Brooks and Bryson. It, it's, it wasn't great. I mean, it was exactly what the best part was uh, Chuck, Chuck oh, and Phil. Oh, yeah, Chuck and Phil just just yucking it up. Um, Chuck and Phil were great, but I was going to say wasn't was enough format? to save it. What was the format for this? Just twelve holes, match play. One on one, not yep. they didn't play with like nope, fucking just Archie those two. Manning. So you had Brooks Kepka and Bryson with having to ass. carry it. Okay, yeah, uh, Kepka played quite well. Um, I want to play that course. There was so bad way though. too That's many. That's what I was going to ask. Where did they play? Uh, the one of the win courses. Ooh. It's like a thousand dollars, five hundred. Oh, okay. the one that was very short lived on the bachelor party text of like, hey, there's an option. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. I was going to all of a sudden have a back injury I could this, not golf for. This was pretty terrible TV if, unless you were really into commercials because it was, it was golf shot commercial, go back, Chuck says something funny, commercial. It was terrible. Were Chuck and um, Phil Lefty, thank you, uh, were they on site? I don't think so. I think Phil was. Were they? Okay. I think they Maybe they were. Oh, you know what? They were because yeah. Phil did some promo with them. They weren't they weren't like on the course. Like Phil wasn't out there. Right. But um Phil and Chuck had great banter. I was trying to think of how you could maybe do like a Manning cast type thing with those That's two. That's what I was worried that they were doing, like somewhere off site and they were just watching them. But I guess they were they were interacting with the players as they were playing. Okay. So Phil, they were talking to their in their ears the whole time. 
which is weird because like they're they're sitting there like they're hitting shots and they can hear these guys just having this conversation sometimes at their expense. Did they cut them? Actually, okay. Um, Phil's great. Phil's commentary is great. I would love to have him in the booth. um, You know, once he hangs it up. You think Phil's gonna put up with being fucking off the fifteenth, walking around trying to get a better shot of the no shot, and he's gonna have to defer to Bonnie. They're Dottie. Dottie, same thing. (laughs) Sorry, no, I know Christy Scales, and I guessed that the old other Bonnie. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, the whole thing was it. We, it was on, and we, my dad and I, were watching it. We're like, yeah, this isn't that great. It's the the lure is having like somebody like a, a Peyton Manning who's can at least facilitate conversation and uh, sound normal. And- yeah, where Brooks. You know, they didn't really communicate. Like Brooks, you know, would condescendingly be like, "Hey, uh, that's good." Like, they, like, would give Bryson, like, a one-foot plot when all – it was just – it was bad. They needed one dude from each of their entourages there to, a, a, like, be not hype man, like, cheering on their guy, but talking shit about the other guy. Like, sure. something to just add in some, like, you know, you need a turtle. They're present just to be foiled, just to – I don't know. Because that way you're not tanking the rep of either of the players. It's just something – uh, extra for that. Who puts that on, and who's like making money off of this? Aside from the four like, people present, Capital One. Bryson is such a douche, man. <laughs> Listen to that guy talk; like he's just such a douche. You're, you're gonna get a. There was a moment where uh, there was you might have seen like the eye roll from CapCut at some point. Mm-hmm. Bryson, when there's a guy, some guys like 370 down the fairway, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to call four if I hit right now." So, and he wasn't even joking; like he was. He's just a douche, man. Well, wait, there were people playing the course at the same time this not, event was going not on? Not playing or, the course. Oh, they were just... <laughs> yeah. So That's like, what I thought. I'm like, holy fuck. Some people were down there. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to, like, how low rent did they go with this? You know yeah. you know why it was 12, 12 holes, right? There's 12 rounds in a, in a, in a prize fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. These two, man, they, they totally hate each other, and it's not fabricated there at was, all. There was a fun anecdote that we got from Amanda Bellionis. Bellionis. So... Um, the course, the site of the wind golf course used to be like the Desert Inn or something like mm-hmm. that. And Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. used to play golf there. And they didn't want to play an entire round of golf without having cocktails readily available when they played. So they created the beverage cart. Oh, that's where it was invented. And that's where it was invented, well, which is pretty interesting. Would like to see some if D true. to C level beverage cart girls. Just be in my backyard at any random afternoon because the talent is very poor. You think that. you think Dean and Frank were uh, respectful of the beverage cart girls? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, Can you ma- I mean, that is so intimidating. Go bring uh, old Blue Eyes yeah. his uh, transfusion. And then you know maybe the trend of uh, being young, attractive ladies was hadn't caught on yet back then. Oh, it was, it was some poor. Desert bird who just moved out there oh, to play the slots. Who knows? I think um, kid mixing transfusions for old blue eyes. I did see uh, <laughs> another note. Of course, I think it's where the uh, the plane crashed when like Cameron Poe got off and recovered his bunny from Cyrus the virus, who's holding a gun to it. Um, I don't know what you're talking. But then about. all of the prisoners were dead. They didn't really have to recover that many. But Cameron Poe did get to go home to his family. Liam Rhymes' song started playing. I'm yeah, exactly like that. Shout out to Graham Early. Unbelievable. 
Uh, running back, we're not doing uh, A because we had so much great content. Yeah. We didn't need to do it. And B, I just forgot to do it. Well, we had a lot of college football. <laughs> we were all in. All right. Well, we will uh, see you Thursday. Bye-bye. Live stream is back. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.